you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you guys all so much for being here. Today, we have an awesome episode. I am so, so excited to share with you uh, my first artist interview, you guys. My good friend, Mike, aka Swan Music, is going to be on today. Uh, We had such an interesting conversation about breaking into basically like the music industry, touring, what it's like to create music that doesn't really have a genre and just all really cool exciting stuff I feel like we talked about a lot of different artists today that aren't like the usual types of people that I talk about on my channels and on the podcast here so I'm really excited for you to hear this interview and just to hear what he has to say so that is coming up on today's episode I just really quickly at the top of the episode here want to say thank you guys so much for spreading the word about the podcast I say it every week I'm saying it again thank you for screenshotting and sharing your phones with everybody and telling people about the podcast. I appreciate you guys posting it on your Instagram stories, Twitter, Snapchat, sending the link to a friend. Uh, It really means a lot to me and I genuinely appreciate you guys telling people about it and yeah, I'm super excited about everything we've got going on here. Episode 23 already. Um, This is also the episode right before I go to Imagine Music Festival. Uh, I'm going to save all of my like meetup plans and updates and EDM news for the end of today's episode, you guys. So stick around uh, after the interview for all of that fun stuff. But I do want to plug all the social channels so you guys can follow my personal account. It's at Emma Capotis, at Emma Capotis. That's K-A-P-O-T-E-S. And at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and on Twitter, you guys, just to stay up to date with what's going on every week. Uh, I also post like a ton of polls and questions. I'm always looking for submissions for upcoming episodes. So that's where you can um, stay the most up to date on all that fun stuff. Uh, I am still collecting stories for an upcoming episode. So attention any solo ravers or any of you guys out there who like to attend music festivals um, by yourself. I want to hear from you. So please send me your stories, your experiences, um, why you prefer raving solo, uh, just basically any stories you want to share, any tips you have or advice you would give people before they attend an event by themselves. Please send in your stories to raveculturecast at gmail.com raveculturecast at gmail.com I got so many submissions in already for it I'm really excited this episode has been highly highly requested probably the most Um, emails I get is about tips for people who want to go to music festivals solo so I really want to cover that topic for you guys so yeah please send me emails voice memos I had my first voice memos on last week's episode I loved doing that I hope you guys enjoyed that as well so yeah uh, please attach that to the email if you guys want and I think that's like all the main stuff I want to say I really just want to get into this interview Um, I'm really quickly going to introduce my friend Mike here so you guys have a little bit of a background on what's going on today so I This is one of the first people I knew I wanted to have on the podcast um, and to introduce to you guys and share with you guys. I really have been trying to pick people that one are a part of this community that we're in and two that I think you guys will find very interesting and um, today is nothing short of awesome um, Mike aka Swan Music. That's S-U-A-H-N music. Again, it's at S-U-A-H-N music. Swan music. You can follow him on Instagram. Uh, Swan music also on like Spotify, SoundCloud, basically anywhere you want to listen. Yeah, he's one of my friends that I actually met at EDC Las Vegas in 2017. You guys have probably seen him and my friend Sarah in the EDC vlogs. I also just ran into them at Electric Zoo this past weekend. So they are like part of my extended rave family and And Mike is somebody who's been around music for like such a long time. He's a touring musician. He's in a band. And he in recent years has become a DJ and an artist. And he is about to embark on his first tour performing as Swan uh, this fall. I'm going to read out all the dates for you guys in just a second so you can try and catch him live. Um, He also has released an EP called Collision Anxiety this past summer. And he just has such an interesting sound. It's very like experimental he kind of doesn't have a genre and we talk about that a little today which was a topic I really wanted to get into because I think that there are a lot of artists out there that are genreless or maybe they have aliases or they can kind of go in and out of genres kind of like Seven Lions um, Porter Robinson I don't know there's a couple different artists Um, and he is Mike is very inspired by like interesting artists like Porter Robinson and G Jones and Aphex Twin so we're going to talk a little bit about that today which is super exciting he 
also had a song come out this past year with Dub Loads. So if you guys are familiar with him, that is actually who he's going on tour with. It is the House of Ghosts tour this fall with um, Dub Loads and Dak Daniels and Swan is opening up for a couple of those dates. So it's super exciting. We're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, what it's like to prepare for your first tour. Um, Also what it's like to basically brand yourself, come up with your visuals and how like how you become an artist and everything that comes with that. So really exciting stuff we're going to talk about today. Um, And yeah, I met him at EDC 2017. Sorry, I got off track there. With Sarah, we met uh, during Dylan Francis's set at main stage. It was, um, I was with Tara and Brady, my friends, and Sarah just came up to us and she was like, hey, you guys look like a lot of fun. Can we join your circle? And we were like, fuck yeah, you can. And they were so cool. And I have all these videos from that first set we met from the Dylan Francis set. We spent the rest of the, the night with them and we hung out with them that weekend. And then we met them again at EDC 2018 and met up with them again at EDC 2019. And then I just saw them at Izu. So it just like is really one of those like genuine connection type things and just goes to show you that like the people that you meet at festivals, you really can extend the friendship past it and it can go on for years. So I knew I wanted to have Mike on here. I really want to support him, you guys. Seriously, please go give him a follow, stream his music, show him some love. Uh, If you go to the Dubloads tour and you see him, tell him I sent you, tell him I said hi. And yeah, and just welcome him into the Rave Culture Podcast fam, you guys. I think that's all I've got to say. I'm super honored to have him as my first artist interview here on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it and I can't wait to hear your feedback. So uh, yeah, let's welcome to the podcast Mike, aka Swan Music. Music. Hey. Hey, how's it going? You're yeah. my first artist interview. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome. Hey, I feel I'm honored. honored. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. Oh my God. I oh, know. I'm so pumped. This is where I, I'm going to insert like the air horns. Like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> first artist I like downloaded that app the day of my wedding. Did I could do really? it the day I walked onto like the bus that was taking everybody home. So yeah. I could just hit that air horn. And that's so like, funny. I don't think I've used it since, but now I, I know I have the app. So oh I totally God. get it. Yeah, I have to. Up- I haven't upgraded the podcast to sound effects yet, but we're going to get there. Maybe I'll start with this episode. Um, Perfect. Yeah, no, but so I did a quick intro to you before we got on, and I cool. just mentioned briefly how we met. But I wanted to start out. Well, actually, I wanted to ask you what you remember from the night that we met at EDC in your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Let me back. Let me. I just actually watched this show thing about how apparently everybody's memories are uh, so skewed because of how the human brain works. Mm-hmm. Like that, like we actually don't remember things the way that they are. It's like a huge long thing of like telephone. Okay, I could see and that. I f- and I feel like every time I think of something now, I'm just like, shit. Is that actually how it happened, or is right. that actually how like this worked out? But EC first year that I had ever gone, oh, Sarah I and I. That. Yeah, that was my first year that I'd ever gone. Uh, okay. And Sarah, one of my best friends, she we kind of just. You know, we had a great time at Ultra. I went with uh, my brother and sister-in-law and a bunch of their friends. And that was like, you know, one of the first like festivals I'd gone to in that capacity. Like I'd, I went to Moonrise the year before and I had been mm-hmm. to Mystery Land and stuff. But it was only like for a day and only there for like a little bit. So we had gone to Ultra, had a great time. And then EDC was the next one that was like coming up. And we were like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to go. Like, right. you know, whatever. And then we, and we just kind of like on a whim pulled the trigger. It was just like, oh, hell, let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. just go. Um, so yeah, so we went, I do remember like coming up to you guys or like to us or probably Sarah coming up to one of you guys because (laughs) she's, she's the, you know, the person that does that. Oh, okay. I remember we were watching Dylan Francis main stage. (laughs) Yes. And we were like walking around after, I think we had just watched Porter play at Cosmic Meadow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember walking, we were walking over to main stage and was just like trying to find something to do. And we like found you guys it was like, is it cool if we hang out with you guys? <laughs> and it just kind of like, I think that was like one of the things of what that culture mm-hmm. is, like what electronic right. music culture is and like what uh, festival culture was, where it was like very like, yeah, come on in. Like it, mm-hmm. there's no like, uh, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or like, oh, you only stay in your lane with your friends and stuff. And I think that was like a very formative time for me of like mm-hmm. real realizing oh this is you know people are just totally cool with just you know you hanging out with literally everybody and everybody's excited to be around you because you're there for one common event Mm -hmm. and I grew up in punk and hardcore like that's the stuff I've grown up with since I was 11 years old so it's like the community there is is very much the same but different in the way that I think there's a lot of subcultures that Mm -hmm. 
that do have a like kind of oh we don't really do this with these these people or these people and that was like so different Mm -hmm. in electronic music culture that it was just so welcoming to me that everybody was just excited to be around so I feel like meeting you guys and hanging out with you guys was like one of those things where it was just like, cool, this actually feels real. It doesn't feel like trite. It doesn't feel like you're doing these things simply because uh, that's what the, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what people are doing or it just felt like yeah we're here and i'm glad that you're here and everybody's experiencing the same thing and, and excited about the thing and yeah i don't know that was just like a really cool thing to me it was like a genuine connection that's mm-hmm, how i mm-hmm. felt yeah because it's weird i would totally. agree over the years like how many festivals have we attended now and um, yeah, I, don't know exactly. if I mentioned this before but it's like we met Brady and like five years later and then you and Sarah I would say like are the core people that I'm like very close with from shows and then other people you met here you meet here and there but like we've seen you guys a couple times now so it's always like so nice to have a a meeting spot but yeah that's how I remember Dylan Francis it was a good time (laughs) yes yes yeah and I I remember going back and then I think we went and saw Oliver Heltz yeah 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 man it's like you know now now I'm like thinking being like am I thinking it right like no I I, had a I get like <laughs> I had those uh no, they they're not a thing anymore but like the Snapchat um lenses that year oh, so like yeah. all of my recordings are like one one like circular videos but for, in my like Snapchat memories they're like first per, like perspective and it's so funny it's like you and Sarah literally in our group <laughs> at Dylan Francis and then I'm trying to think what and then we got like a picture together like all together at yes, but yes. yeah here we are years later God, many so things sick. have changed there's so many exciting things for you too I was going to say so I didn't mention this earlier, but you've been involved in like the music community for a long time. How long have you been forming though and like playing instruments? Oh man, I um so I started I started playing like I mean just like a very quick history. I, mm-hmm. I started playing music when I was in third grade. So I was uh pl- I was in the school band playing saxophone. Nice. Um learned to learn to read music, did like small music theory stuff, you know, whatever you do in elementary school. And I did that through um ninth grade. So I did it through high school and then I was playing baseball alongside it and myself that it was like I'm gonna be a professional baseball player one day. And <laughs> Music was always fun, um, but as soon as I picked up guitar when I was like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. like everything changed. And I quit I quit playing baseball. Like even my grades in school started slipping because mm-hmm. I'd be like coming home and I'd, I'd come home at like three in the afternoon mm-hmm. and I'd play guitar until 10, 11 at night until my oh. parents would be like, you got to go to bed, man. And yeah. <laughs> so... I was like playing guitar for a really long time and you know I started various small bands here and there but like once I was it was around I guess I was 20 it, uh, mm-hmm. let me think yeah probably around like that age range, like right. around 18 20 something around that I joined a band with well I started a band <laughs> with me and my buddy Kyle Mm-hmm. And my friend Matt and a bunch of other friends. And we started a band and we were kind of on the out, like on the offset of it. It was just like, we are just going to like, the, the goal is to tour. My right. my only goal in life was to just like, I just <laughs> want to see the West Coast. Like, okay. I just want to go out to the West Coast and broke a shit. So I'm not going to fly out there. But I, <laughs> I, I think if I can get to like be on tour and maybe like or out there, like that'd be cool. And mm-hmm. we did like some really small things like, you know, couple weekend shows just around the tri-state area and like we did one like a big tour which was like you know nine days and um once we got home for me and kyle singer uh we were basically like okay so next year we should plan to tour for a month and this was when like myspace was huge and like this was like my bread and butter at that time like it was like that was where i was learning about every band and every hardcore band and i was really really old like dc punk and what is you know the 80s version of Okay. Like Rites of Spring and Embrace for heavy, like crazy, sad, depressing, like bands and like my, my mainstays and like bands that I really enjoyed. So right. we the way that we're going to be able to do this shit is like we got a tour longer. We had a band meeting one night and the entire band quit except me and Kyle. Oh my God. So, and we, cause they were just like, I just don't know. Like we, we were like pretty wrecked after doing a 10 day tour. Oh my God. Um, Not committed. And so for us, <laughs> right. And so for us, it was just like, Hey, I totally understand, which I do to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that gets so hard. And mm-hmm. like some people are meant to do it and some people aren't. And that's totally fine. Right. We always had this running thing where it's like, there are dudes in bands and then there are band dudes. Right. And there's like <laughs> the two very different things. And I think like we had already had like a, 
almost 20 some dates booked for a tour when they all quit mm-hmm. and we were sitting parking lot of a chipotle just like so what do we do right we uh ended up getting um a buddy of ours to fill in on bass our buddy josh to fill on bass and then my friend david joined the band playing drums my friend chad uh joined the band playing guitar and that was ever since that and that was in 2008 mm-hmm. it just like it just we went like balls to the wall and um then josh ended up leaving a year later and one of my close friends that i grew up with zach he joined Mm -hmm. after that and pretty much in 2009 we started touring and got some like kind of uh, it sounds so shitty to say like notoriety because it sounds so like self self like uh, but (laughs) But the I, hard I, I work feel like off. it did. And and we started, you know, we started friends with a bu- bunch of bands that we were like very like minded with who were also kind of mm-hmm. coming up at the same time. And then all of a sudden, man, we did this tour in 2010 and we did like it was something like 50 or 60 days straight. And that wow. was like that was our like goal was yeah. just to, you know, tour. Our, some days we played two shows in a day just just to do it. Mm-hmm. think like around then was that it was just like we got home for the tour paid off all of our bucks and it was like mm-hmm. what well, this, this right. was the first time in my entire life i ever you know made money being on tour mm-hmm. and then from there it just like skyrocketed um the following year the scene of music that my band was playing at the time just mm-hmm. exploded and it was right. um we ended up being like uh, kind of on the forefront with that with a lot of our friends with our friends and i pretty much spent the rest of that time being on tour right. and so from like 2011 until probably 2016 wow. we would tour pretty hard and like anywhere from like five to eight months out of the year and some some more some less but it was probably averaged around that. So, I mean, I've been involved doing music and doing touring stuff for well over a decade. But when it comes yeah. to like electronic music, I, my sister-in-law was like, you know, back in like 2013, 14, something like that was like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, I want to show you this song. And she showed me, um, uh, sea of voices that song on the porter robinson record worlds ah, okay. and i heard it and was like remind so it was like this reminds me a lot of uh this band m83 and for me it was like oh this is just like a rock band just like mm-hmm. an ambient heavy rock band and i right. like i grew up when it came to electronic music like i grew up on like my uncle would give me like apex twin records or like square pusher records right. or venetian snares like these super avant-garde weird like idm artists and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i love but i didn't know that it was a genre i didn't know that it was like a, right. a thing um so when i heard porter that was the first time that i was like oh like i kind of get the crossover thing now like it was yes. easy for me to like be like, oh, this is basically just emotionally captivating ambient music, mm-hmm. but an electronic artist. So yeah. I got hyper into Worlds, like so, so fucking into it. Yeah. And I got really into that, went and saw him at Terminal 5. And it was pretty much that time where I was like, yeah, I was, we were sitting, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Like I was sitting in the studio, our band was recording in 2014. And I remember just sitting on the couch in the studio and I just like pulled out my credit card and bought Ableton, which is the, the thing that I like, <laughs> that ma- make music on it. Yeah. I, I like sat in and just like put my headphones on and like pretty much ever since then it was like, how can I get better at this? Just kept kind of chipping away at it. So I, I really loved, I, I love the process of it and trying to learn something new and do mm-hmm. something different, do something strange. Yeah. So I feel like the process of it was something I just really loved. So crazy. Well, so I have a couple questions for you. One, mm-hmm. I don't know if you said the name of the band. Oh yeah, I guess well, I didn't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm curious now. <laughs> my, my, my band is called Pianos Become the Teeth. Um, okay, I'm looking this up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> records, which. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we share a little with like, I grew up with like Bad Religion. Eisen was on there for a bit or they might still yeah, be, yeah. but, but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we had started in, I guess technically probably started in 2006, late, mm-hmm. late 2006. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've kind of been going ever since some years harder than others. And right. You know, so this uh, is the same band that I was going to say, cause you currently still were touring with them up until this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm st- yeah. I mean, still together. We just like, we're right now kind of in a phase of like writing and, mm-hmm slowly putting stuff together to see what it is because two of the guys in the band have kids and so life change life switch yeah, there. <laughs> which is a huge life change for them and and that's yeah. you know fucking awesome like for them so like right. for me it was like once the band started 
kind of pulling back a bit and we and we would always be wanting to write music together and do sure but there also just came a time where it was just like if we're not going to be touring as much or doing as much like i still have the yearn and the mm-hmm. want to be doing so right. i'm just going to kind of figure out how to do that and i think that was like it really like cemented it we took like about a year off to write when our singer has kid in 2016 mm-hmm. and it was 2016 when i l- sat in my uh with uh, studio yeah. now like which is apartment slash studio yep. and <laughs> i think i produced music for like eight to ten hours every day that year wow. and it, it was all shit i mean it was all awful but it was like <laughs> learning get how it out to of make... your system exactly though. yeah Oh, yeah, totally. It's just like learning (laughs) how to make stuff. Yeah. So when you started producing as Swan, like how do you, because you brought up genres and that's actually something I randomly wanted to talk to you about, but how do you start? Like, did you have a sound in mind or a genre in mind or do you kind of like being more like genreless? Now, I think I really love being genreless, Mm -hmm. but I think when I first started, like the vision is always kind of like, I've always had a very distinct, I guess, artistic vision. Like it took Mm -hmm. me a year to pick out a name. For right, myself. Right. Okay. Just just because it was like, I want something I'm not gonna hate in two weeks. Yeah. I want something <laughs> that kind of reflects the thing I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. in a way that like I've always been told that like the bird, like the swan, mm-hmm. is it's like one of the most like beautiful, majestic creatures, but apparently they're really, really aggressive. Like they're yeah. really angry birds. <laughs> and I kind of like that feeling right. as well as like creating very like beautifully ugly music. And I kind of always was attracted to the underdog like Mm -hmm. stuff like that and i think like the kind of chaos things like uh like apex twin or Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff where it was just like i don't even know what's going on because it's so dense yeah that kind of that kind of stuff i was like really 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 into then it kind of got washed out like when i first started getting music i mean i i love everything i consumed mm-hmm. all of it i mean everything right. from just like big room house to you know shitty like you know uh progressive <laughs> stuff that we all like it just right, I, right. I, I just consumed everything because it right. was just so new to me mm-hmm. and when i started making music i think i had the idea that i always wanted to make something that was just like it was challenging both for me and also I won't always wanted to make stuff that kind of like satisfied my creative output. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want people to enjoy what I do right? and I want people to like love what I do. But the part of me, like the thing that I love so much about artists like Porter or like even like G Jones or those dudes now is that mm-hmm. they create like this kind of atmosphere that you just exist in for an hour mm-hmm. and you don't like, you don't have to love it. You don't have to, but they're going to do exactly what they want to do from start to finish. They're not the crowd pleasing kind of people. They, they make music for themselves. And I think the fan bases, yeah, they might not be like the, the people that you're going to see at main stage, but there's like some sort of beautiful honesty to the way that they create music. And I was just always so attracted to that. So I think like, I never, I guess went in thinking, Oh, the genre of this is what I want to do. Right. It's just more so like, I want to make music that when I sit down and I make something, I want it to be like on and like, you know, what, what I want to get out of like the creative vision, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, no, I think you can totally hear that in like all of the songs that you've put out so far yeah. as well. Awesome. Um, and I know I, I see you posting things too about like collecting references and imagery and like vi- stuff yeah. for your visuals and stuff like that. So I did totally. I want to ask you about your visuals for the tour coming up, but we'll get into that in sure. a second. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I wanted to ask you one, well, I want to talk about the EP, but also you sure. released a song with dub loads this year called yeah. I'm the Light. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to ask if you could just tell how that came about and what it was like working together. Yeah. So uh, Dave Dubloads, he, man, it's <laughs> so I, I, so I was on tour with my band in 2017, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, 2000, late, late 2017. Sure. And I, I, I'm the one that runs kind of all of our band's socials. So like Twitter and everything. And I was mm-hmm. on Twitter and I saw that he like tweeted at us being like, oh, like they put out a new song. Like, I love it. And, it's, and in my brain, I was like, is this the same dude who like, like a heavy <laughs> dubstep dude? Or is this like somebody, you know, different? So oh, I like, yeah. yeah. So I like checked out his profile and was like, oh shit, it is the same guy. So like I went, you know, and messaged him through like my uh, Twitter and was like, hey man, like I play guitar in this band. Like, thanks for the kind words. That's awesome. And him and I just like, like hit it off right, right away. Like we like exchanged phone numbers and then like pretty much texted for like almost a year of just like, 
hey, check out this record. Like, I think you'd be, because he's a big, like, you know, metal and hardcore dude too. Right, right. So like um, him and I would just like, hey, check out this record or like, check out this one. And then, you know, we I'd send him like some electronic stuff, I, you know, be like, oh, I actually make electronic music too. Like, check this out. And he like liked what I was doing there. And mm -hmm. so we just kind of had this rapport where it was just like so honest and I feel like, I think, I think a lot of people try to be like, I like this artist. So I'm just going to like, um, ask them to collab or something like Make that. And I think, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that never works. And that was like the coolest thing about Dave is that mm -hmm. like him and I would just be like shooting the shit being like, Hey, check out, check out this song that I just started. And mm -hmm. so I, yeah, so we'd be like just shooting the shit forever. I sent him a like a very rough thing that I wrote in Australia when I was on tour and he was like oh shit I like this a lot like let me jam with this for a little bit and mm -hmm. we wrote it for a bit and, and now it's like you know you know three years later or whatever it's like uh that'll probably be coming out later later on this year but cool. the I am the light part came out because I was at Lost Lands and he like get, ended up getting me into Lost Lands and we hung out yeah. for a while and um, it was just like it was the way you meet friends and it was mm -hmm. so incredible to like meet somebody who was just like so real, so down to earth. So yeah. like and he was just incredible on all fronts. So like it was really just a friendship first. Right, right. And so I had this demo of I Am The Light that I started and I got through I had gotten through the intro and the build up and then like the first drop of it. And then by the end of it, I was just like, yeah, check it out. See what you think. And as soon as I sent it to me, it's like, dude, let like let me <laughs> like finish this with you yeah and it was like dude fuck yeah let's do it man so i sent it to him and like i shit you not it probably i mean it, it couldn't have been more than like a couple days and he was like yeah. check this out and like sent it back to me and was like holy shit this is like it <laughs> right, and right. so there was like a little bit more finessing here and there and um by the end of it it was just like damn this thing like really took on a new life mm -hmm. and funny enough i think he also kind of started helping me navigate the waters of the stuff that like you know helping me meet people mm -hmm. and talk to people and like networking you know, and talk everything, yeah. to totally and like at lost lands god man he was just like every person i'd meet he would just be like yo you gotta you gotta keep an eye on him he's gonna be like one of the best dudes that comes up and it's like damn he just How he's awesome, just one of those yeah. people that's so genuinely nice without any agenda mm -hmm. it's just the fact that he's just that nice of a person that's awesome. And yeah, so like, yeah, so it, I mean, really, it came out of just us shooting the shit and being friends for like over a year and then being like, we should do a song together. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, he took a chance on me, which is amazing. And That's I so can't cool. thank him enough for it because I don't think that I'd be able to be doing nearly Mm -hmm. any of this without his like push and help so oh, that's awesome though. I feel like it's the best feeling ever though to be in a position even like just to use your platform or wherever you're at and just like help somebody else out because that's like what it's kind of all about and Los Angeles just totally. seems like the perfect place for you to be <laughs> oh man dude I one day like every yeah, set go see you play in oh man <laughs> dude every set I was watching it would just be like damn, this is like mm -hmm. next level caliber stuff. And that was where I had seen like G Jones do his like first run around for the stuff for okay. the ineffable truth. Yep. And feeling that it gave me there was the first time I had felt that way about an artist since I saw Porter at Worlds. Yeah, he's and, awesome. And it, man, it was just like, he just was so in tune to like how visually stuff was coming across. And it, it might just be because like a lot of his influences, like there were stuff that when I was younger, it's like very apparent to me that he's an Aphex Twin fan. Mm -hmm. But even now, like, um, you know, he's like a fan of the uh, One of Tricks Point Never guy who it's like that to me was stuff that I was into right. in like 2014 but not really even like knowing that this is like something outside of this realm so it's like right. seeing it just felt so familiar but so well thought out that it was very impressive and i feel like every artist that was there did the same thing like it sure. was just so so good but yeah definitely i feel like that and shambhala are like my people yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably, and, and probably like electric forest and shit too just because it's the people that want to get like real weird mm -hmm. there's a place there's a place <laughs> for it and that and, and that's that, like yeah, yeah. That's probably where I belong. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I feel bad because I, I think I wrote it off after the first year because I'm not the biggest like bass music fan or dance sure, fan. Sure, but yeah. at the same time, I am because I just love all music, period. And then just mm -hmm, seeing the mm -hmm. production he's done and like Excision just as a person. And it's, oh it's coming God. up this weekend. So I'm like, I can't wait to see everybody's videos and stuff. Because oh it's God, just dude. like, seems like such a good festival. But one one day I will put it on the list. <laughs> you should. Sure. I think it's great. Be also because, uh, I mean, obviously 
because excision, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. but it's like <laughs> he curates the stages so where every stage feels like a main stage. Right. So e every single artist feels important and gets full production. Something like that is really only something you can get from a, like an artist that's already had to it. do it, yeah. you know? No, it so. seems like he's been able to just like really pull together an incredible like production and totally. um, total experience just like in these last few years so i'm excited to oh, see yeah. what they what they do this year but um wait so then the next thing that came for you was the ep so you released collision anxiety was it this summer it came out yeah summer, right? it was in june yeah june. in june this, okay, this summer yep. say, so then how how do you decide on like how many songs you're gonna put in that and like how long were you working on putting this ep together man some of those songs are some of the songs are probably about a year old but okay in the way of like, like I, I get to like a three quarters point of songs and mm -hmm. then I have to like shelve it for a little bit. Okay. Otherwise I get so sick of hearing it and I can't have <laughs> like you. I think it's really, no, really important it. to not, you know, sit in it so long. Otherwise I will overthink stuff all the time. So, so um, totally. Yeah. So like uh, the song Coldest Form is actually the first song I ever wrote. I wrote it last summer. Mm -hmm. It was the first song I ever wrote that when it was done, it was like, okay, I think I might have figured out now like okay. where I'm going. Got it. And okay. by no means do I think it's like, oh, this is the, my best song. But I think like when I finished it, I was like, oh, this is kind of the vibe of what I'm looking for, where mm -hmm. it's like dark kind of pulls you under for just a few minutes, but it doesn't. There's a very weird space to it. I think especially when you listen to it in headphones, there's very weird things happening in it. And I think like every time I listened to those songs in succession to one another, mm -hmm. I thought of the name like Collision Anxiety because I thought it's like, there's all this shit happening in my headphones while I was on a plane that like gave me kind of that feeling of anxiety. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was, I could kind of blindly see that the, like how this should look, mm -hmm. how the songs should look. So I think that kind of thing was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of where I'm going. And um, it kind of spans a lot of weird, like hardcore techno stuff mm -hmm. that I'm super into. Like a lot of it's in the 120, like breakbeat stuff um a lot of it is just super heavy droney like kind of you know like bleep loop stuff like slime yeah. punky kind of things <laughs> and very droney stuff and i i think like kind of the mix of everything i was doing on that ep was like this is kind of the first taste of what's to come once i refine over Got and it. over and over again right but my buddy andy who who did who's done all the art for me since um uh i was wondering did... where the art came from <laughs> yeah so uh, my my buddy Gavin did my logo and my font and did all that stuff like a couple years ago. And mm -hmm. I was very like, yeah, this is what I want it to look like. And then my friend Andy, who's also in a bunch of, you know, hardcore bands and doing stuff, he's a graphic designer and he understands my aesthetic like very well in yeah. the way that uh, him and I kind of grew up on like older like factory records kind of bands like um, uh, older stuff in the way of you know mm -hmm. new order joy division cure like stuff like that and oh. i think when his vibe always matches what like early 90s rave posters look like I with like i was gonna say i'm looking at the spotify art right now it's so cool and colorful yeah. and like graphic it's awesome yeah it's like really heavy pixelated and it looks yep. very like kind of like melty in a way like you don't really know what's happening in it and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. i'm just so into like yep. the early 90s like rave posters like if you just type in like rave poster from 90s in, in google images and see what that looks like that is my shit man i think <laughs> graphic right design <laughs> for that oh my god that stuff is okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like so into how that stuff looks awesome. like the classic yep. 70s like smileys and stuff like there, i don't know there's just something a vibe with that that i feel like i really am in tune with so he he's always you know he sent me a like a, a first pass of some art that he's doing for me now and like with andy he's one of those people that once he does it he's always like yeah let me know if you want to change anything but i never do like it's always exact right off the bat and That's i awesome. feel like he's just that kind of guy like right. he's just he's he's great at it so sick well so carrying into well one i wanted to ask you really quickly so with the ep you kind of touched mm -hmm. on it but what what do you say is like the main thing you would want people to take away from it mainly like this just getting a taste of like where you're headed yeah i think i want people to so like i feel like i came from a time where people spent a lot of time with records like you you mm -hmm. would sit and you'd listen to song one and you'd go through song 10 and 
Right. You know, you spent your hard earned money on it. So if you don't like it, you better fucking try to like it because you just spent 20 bucks on this CD or this record or whatever. <laughs> so I think I want people to always kind of see my work as like a larger whole, mm-hmm. kind of like a bigger body than just being like, oh, this is just one song or this is just one thing. Like singles. I love, I, I, yep. I love, I, I think singles are great because I think it allows you to try doing different things. And mm-hmm. if it fails, it fails. Who cares? Like you're making it anyway. But right. I think I just kind of want people to absorb maybe some music that they wouldn't necessarily choose. Cause I think I, I, I write a lot of stuff that isn't your like typical not typical is not the right word but like mainstream I, or anything like that yeah. right yeah and i, and I think it's like, experimental it, it, That's yeah, I think and, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think if you like give it some time and you just like really sit with it i think you also kind of develop mm-hmm. like as a as a listener because you right. start picking out stuff being like oh man i didn't realize that there's this little like fill that comes in just for a second i wonder why they did that and i, I think mm-hmm. it's because i'm like an ultimate total production nerd sometimes that i listen for things like that in, in bands and artists to be like i wonder why they did this one second little clip of something mm-hmm. in here like i'm a huge huge fan of uh that band bon Iver and justin vernon i feel like his record records are just so dense that it you can't can't absorb them the first time you listen to them and i think the the best music is the stuff that you have to really sit with and you know it's good but you don't know why it's good or why you feel the way that you feel listening to it and Mm -hmm. that could just be a product as to when i grew up listening to music but i think that's just a i want people to be able to like take away the density and just be like man that was like you know like kind of an intense listen on a lot of ways i'd like to revisit that and figure out why i feel the way Mm -hmm. that i do i can't i'm like so excited for people to listen (laughs) me me too (laughs) i'm so excited because i can't wait to get like feedback from it and i think it's different and like because i always talk about house and techno on my channels too so i like to introduce other stuff so everyone go check stuff out stream it on spotify soundcloud um, on Instagram and live. I want to, in the last couple of minutes here, just chat about the tour. So the House of Ghost tour is coming up. This is your first tour touring first as tour. Swan. And yep. it's featuring Dak Daniels and yep. Dub Loads. Hello, yep. Dub Loads again. Here we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. So are you it's excited? A... It's kicking off October 9th, right? Yeah, yeah October man. 9th. Um, okay. I Soon. am beyond excited. I am, uh, I have the most adult anxiety that I've ever had <laughs> in my life. Um, yeah. But I I could not be more excited. I mean, this is That's something awesome. I feel like just, you know, the day that I like pulled out my wallet to like buy Ableton. Mm-hmm. So crazy. To be, able to be like, you know, I just want to show people something and make a show and do something. And the fact that it's like actually coming up, very mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also one of those things that it's like, man, I just, I can't believe it. So I think that just so excited. I'm, That's I, awesome. excitement is, is, is like through the roof at the moment. And I, um, you know, I, I feel like I've been preparing a lot of like stuff in my set where it's like, I'm like, I'm also a huge, huge fan of techno. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like this is also going to be an exciting tour for me because I want to be able to kind of introduce people to something they may or may not enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and, but in 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 the way that They'll I feel enjoy like it. <laughs> I, I I hope so yeah I think but so. it's one of those things that I feel like I love being kind of like the like I was saying earlier it's like kind of being the underdog of something mm-hmm. and like kind of challenging people to enjoy something that they may or may not have chosen to listen to initially so it's like I'm excited to I'm I've always been and my band's always been the same way that we always kind of like stick out just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we're, we we don't really fit in. You, we fit into a lot of different places, but never one great puzzle piece. Right. And I kind of feel that way about my own music, but I think that's just kind of the stuff I create. It's just I always want to be kind of pushing the boundaries of what I can do and can't do. And I mm-hmm. um I'm just so excited to kind of be that person on a tour. That's like like I want people to walk away from it and be like, man, that was weird. That was yeah. something. <laughs> like and uh, I think that, that's that's, great, though. that's like the excitement, man. Like you yeah. know, the, the older you get, you you want to be challenged. You want to be excited mm-hmm. about things. Things. you want stuff to be exciting so Plus, and like, I, uh, to be and to be an opener on a tour like this also i think that's I know. kind of like the perfect way to do it because people don't know what to affect and then you're gonna leave an impression either way so i think that's a really good way to go <laughs> totally man i mean like uh, dave fucking rallied for me to be on this tour he was just like you know uh no i want him i want him to be on this tour one of and he told me mm-hmm. i saw him and uh dion on the neon phantom tour in may like the end of may okay and he was like yeah, I, like I, I had this tour coming up in October, um, and I want you to do it. And as soon as he said it, it was just like, dude, just tell me, I'm, you know, I'm in, like a hundred percent in. 
just tell me when the dates are. Right, and, right. Um, you know, he's, he's, like I said earlier, he's just one of those people that's just so genuine and has a follow through that it was like, you know, two months later, it was like, my manager was like, Hey, just want to let you know, like, here's the dates. Here's like everything. Right? Yeah. You want to do it. And it was like, yeah, of course I'm in. That so, so awesome. couldn't be more excited. I'm excited to be like in that realm and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, take a bunch of flights and, yeah. You know, my bu- a, bu- a buddy of mine who um, he tours with my band all the time. He's actually like coming out with me just to like come out just to have mm-hmm. fun. And um, it'll be nice to have kind of like a I have like severe like like travel anxiety if I do it by myself. So, okay. um, so it's one of those things. Yeah, it'll be cool to have somebody with me. And, awesome. you know, since my uh, my wife can't go, but actually her and like, I have, like 15 friends coming out to our show in Chicago. Um, no, actually, said, like awesome. Sarah's coming out to it. Yeah, we have a bunch of people that are coming out to it in Chicago. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Just kind of show every and i'm glad it's the last show because hopefully all the kinks have been worked yeah. out by then halloween um, night but, too <laughs> yeah exactly so it's just gonna it's gonna be fun man i'm i'm i've been looking forward to this more than most mm-hmm. tours i've done in a really long time so I, i'm i'm stoked that's so cool i'm gonna i'm gonna post the flyer and everyone like listening i'll give the full details and dates at the end here but really quickly just like as a fan i'm super curious i'm sure it's different when it's like when your dub loads and it's his tour versus when you're like you or doc daniels but what prep actually goes in behind the scenes on a tour like do you have any production like say in production for your set or is it mainly like you're just preparing your music and what like planning what you're gonna do well i mean for what i'm doing because this is also me kind of going in blind so it's like like right. what I've what I've always prepared for, you know, when I've gone on tour, band wise has been I've always just spent enough time to practice a set, but for a band, mm-hmm. it's you know eight to ten songs, right. especially my especially my band because our songs are long as hell. So it's like, <laughs> you know, if we're gonna play for an hour, then typically we're gonna play for like ten songs, and you play okay. the song from start to finish. Whereas right now, I think I'm like mixing in and out of maybe a little over thirty songs, maybe thirty five, and I have my buddy uh, Bijan who he it goes by Zafu like T Z A F U, and he's like a dark house artist he's fucking incredible um and i've known him for a couple years now but he's actually putting together some like visuals for me because i didn't i didn't want to kind of go into and whether or not i like i don't even know if i show up and tell like say hello video you know lighting guy here's my (laughs) visuals like so um but he's preparing them for me and him and i are working kind of closely together just kind of come up with something it's like you know it's nothing super dense but i did want something so you know Mm -hmm. my first kind of you know foray out into the world to be able to be like hey like here's here's what i am like here's what it is so um i am preparing some visuals and i think they map pretty well musically for what i'm what i'm about and what i'm doing Mm -hmm. so you know dave is incredible because he doesn't really have any boundaries of anything so i pretty much am just preparing the set preparing visuals and i think it's all just going to be great i'm so so excited for you i can't wait to see videos and stuff (laughs) man yeah me too i think it's it's not really going to set in until i'm actually like home in november and be like wow because you know i fly out because there's a there's a couple dates on the flyer that have changed like we're not doing flagstaff anymore i I guess one one of the florida dates is different and it's only dave that's doing the san diego show right down there but like Okay. So it's like, so it's literally like I fly from do San Francisco a few days and then uh, Chicago. It's just like crazy how much travel there is in a band. You really get in a van and you just, and that's just the way it is. Like you don't, right, right. You, you, you don't fly, you don't do anything like, so it's just really interesting how it all kind of comes together. So there's, there's prep in the way of figuring out what I want to play. And that's been like another anxiety inducing thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, I want to fit in. I, like I'm playing like probably 14 or 15 of my own songs, but stuff that's that so hasn't awesome. even been released yet. Yeah. Like stuff I've been working on for the past year and stuff that's going to be coming out and stuff that's like plant, but it's like, there's like 14 or 15 songs that are just mine. And then, you know, padding it with stuff that I really want to show people. That's hopefully like a little bit of a different vibe than what they're going to get for the rest of the night. Because I think every artist that's on the tour is going to be doing their own thing in the mm-hmm. best way. Right. Right. Oh my God. Well, I'm so excited for you. I can't, you're going to have to report <laughs> back afterwards and I'm like yes so curious what you think of everything and I'm sure this is like the first of many so seriously like good luck you're gonna be awesome thank you you're the best thank you so Uh. much 
where can people find you? I want to plug all your social yeah, channels so and everything. Yeah, so I've made it so easy that you can <laughs> literally type in Swan Music, S-U-A-H-N. And mm-hmm. I put it all in caps because if you put uh, Swan in any other way, it looks like somebody spelled Sean. So <laughs> I, I always do it all, all in caps. caps. But, okay, um, got it. But, if you, but you don't have to do that when you're searching for it. But it's uh, if you do Swan Music, all one word, it will take you to everything. That's my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, you capitalize. Web. You got it all. <laughs> I got it all. So it's like, uh, yeah, Swan Music, you know, that's the, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the uh, website. I have a mailing list that's on there that I awesome. should keep up with a little bit better, but um it's that and so yeah yeah you can pretty much find it and and then on spotify it's just swan and that should pop up for a little little bit easier everyone go stream his music go see him on tour this fall it's going to be awesome and then we'll keep an eye out also for any new music down the line i know you are completely booked right now so (laughs) yes yeah we got a lot of hopefully by the end of the year we have a couple things coming out and then probably moving into next year a couple like really big things that are coming out which is going to be awesome so cool well thank you so much mike i appreciate it this is awesome thank you no this is fucking awesome man thank you so much i'm proud to be the inaugural artist guest (laughs) (laughs) well i can't wait i'm you literally i have so many artists i'm about to go look up after this because i was like writing them all down i'm like oh my god this is expanding my horizon so thank you for that have a good night i'll talk to you soon you too Bye. bye guys thank you so much mike aka swan music (laughs) for coming on the podcast this week that was such a good conversation seriously like i i'm not kidding when i said i have so many artists to look up after this um but that was just a really interesting conversation you can tell how passionate he is about what he does and just about music in general and it's been really cool and just like I don't even know, two years, three years that I've known him just to see the journey he's been on. And I just like have loved all of the songs he's put out. Like I said, this isn't the typical kind of music that I cover on my channel so it's like really exciting for me to one expose myself to it but also expose it to you guys and share some newer artists with you and this is such a big tour for him I'm so excited for him Uh, I think it's awesome that he gets to go on this tour and sort of like dip his toes into touring as a DJ so I hope you guys get to go to one of his shows that would be so awesome oh let me read out the dates for you because I haven't done that yet Um, but they are kicking off the tour i know october 9th hold on i'm just pulling it up here in san francisco he said some of these dates change so i'm gonna read what's on the flyer but just like again stay up to date with everything go on Dubloads' page he probably has the most up-to-date stuff but yeah um it's october 9th san francisco dna lounge um los angeles october 10th at exchange um i think he said flagstaff is not happening on october 12th it's in san diego at the basement but um that's just Dubloads. he's not on and then and the tour in Florida, I think, changed. There's two dates, Jacksonville and Gainesville. So again, just double check what's happening there. And then the big show you guys should go out to is on Halloween in Chicago at Park West. Uh, like he said, that's where a bunch of his friends, my friend Sarah, is going to that one. Yeah, go get dressed up and go to that. That'll be a fun one. I've never been to Chicago. That's like really high on my list. I would love to go to Chicago one time. But anyway, I'm super excited for him. Like I said, please go out, show him support, show him some love, uh, share his songs, give him a follow on the Instagram, you guys. Uh, and yes, DM me, send me some notes. You can email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com i'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this episode and if you guys give it a listen let me know what you think i would absolutely love your feedback um and i'm sure he's super excited as well to reach a whole new audience so again thanks mike for coming on this week um if you guys want to send me any other suggestions of artists people in the community just like anyone you want me to come on to have on here um, to have a conversation with you can always send me suggestions and again a quick reminder um, to send in your submissions for the raving solo episode again to raveculturecast at gmail.com okay I'm really quickly gonna do EDM news here let me know if you guys like the EDM news segment being at the end of the episode I was getting some feedback that people just wanted me to just like get into the topic of the episode quicker so I'm I'm going to try out doing EDM news at the end here, but um, some what big things happened? Oh, you know, just that EDC Las Vegas dropped their trailer today and tickets 
for 2020 go on sale this Friday, but no big deal. Uh, the trailer was fucking awesome. They do a good job every year. And, you know, obviously it's like home to me. I absolutely love EDC Las Vegas. So I'm really excited for any of you guys going next year and for people going for the first time. Um, I have so much content on my YouTube channel. If you guys don't follow me over there, it's just under my name, Emma Capotis. But go binge watch my EDC Las Vegas playlist. I think I have almost 50 videos in there. Um, I will definitely be doing more content on it next year. You guys can send me um, requests for anything you want me to do. I'll probably talk a little bit more about the VIP experience because I did that this past year for the first time. Um, I do have a video on it. If you guys are interested in like what types of tickets to buy, I have uh, is a VIP worth it video. So definitely go check that out. Um, Simultaneously, Ultra dropped their trailer today, which I kind of feel like was overshadowed because EDC came out and like my entire timeline was the Vegas announcement and not as much the Ultra announcement. So I kind of feel like the timing of that might not have been the best. But I mean, Ultra, I had so much fun at that festival and it's going back to the Bayfront Park area. So that's really exciting. It's returning home. So anyway, I didn't even watch the trailer yet. I feel bad, but go watch the Ultra trailer as well. I'm not sure when uh, tickets go on sale, but probably soon. Um, In other festival news, Imagine Music Festival again is this weekend. I've said this a million times. I'm going to be there. It's my first time attending. I am staying with my girl Vibe with Aid. She is another content creator um, in the festival space. I'm super excited. We have so much content planned for this weekend. Uh, We have a meetup planned. It is going to be Saturday at 6 p.m. and we are meeting at the Ferris Wheel, you guys. It's right over by Main Stage. So Saturday, 6 p.m., me and Vibe with Aid hosting a big meetup and then we're all going to walk over to Wax Motifs set after if you want to hang with us. And I'm hosting another one on Sunday with my Lunchbox fam, the founder of the Lunchbox, Tom. He is such a cool dude. He is going to be there. So he and I are hosting a meetup Sunday at 6.45 p.m. We are meeting at the large Imagine sign, the letters that are right when you walk in, like behind the Disco Inferno stage. We're meeting there at 6.45 p.m. And then we're basically going to go to Justin Jay's set. Uh, There's a Dirty Bird takeover happening at the stage. So stay tuned for all of that, you guys. Uh, Lastly in in news, uh, Eric Prydz's Hollow show. It is the only one he is doing in the United States. It's in New York City. It sold out all three days, December 27th, 28th, and 29th. Your girl got tickets to Sunday, December 29th. I thought for a second there I wasn't going to go because I couldn't go on Friday and Saturday and I was devastated, but I secured tickets. They added a third date. Hallelujah. So I'm going Sunday and that is going to be legendary and I will be vlogging the entire thing. Um, Lastly, what do I want to say? Anna Leno is pregnant. I'm super excited. Congratulations, girl. She's so fucking cool. I'm seeing her for the first time on Imagine. So excited. I, I love that bass house kind of music so I'm pumped for that oh and lastly Bass Nectar's New Year's Eve show was announced it's in Philly I believe hold on sorry I'm the worst hijinks that's what it's called <laughs> uh this lineup is ridiculous first of all Bass Nectar Excision Back to Back Slander Grizz Porter Robinson DJ Set Skrillex Zed's Dead Big Wild Closey Drollo Kittens Subtronics So Down The Underachievers and Zion that's fucking ridiculous Honestly, I mean, if I could go, I would go. That's so fucking good. It's in Philly. It is Friday the 27th. Yeah, and Saturday the 28th, uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center. Yeah, get tickets to that. That's ridiculous. I literally can't believe in one lineup they have Bass Nectar, Skrillex, Porter Robinson, Excision, and Zedstead, and Grizz. I mean, this whole thing. Slander, Subtronics, that's so good. Oh my God, you guys gotta get tickets to that if you don't have plans for New Year's Eve. I know there's Decadence Arizona. There's two shows in New York City, uh, Above and Beyond, and Cascade are the big ones. I'm blanking on all the other New Year's Eve festivals right now, but there are a bunch of them out there. So there's some options, but usually the East Coast gets the shit festivals. And I feel like that's a really good one. It's, I don't know if it's a festival, it's more of a show, but anyway, that is everything I've got for you guys this week. So many exciting things. Um, Please, please rate and review uh, the podcast on iTunes. I absolutely would love it if you guys give us, throw a couple stars in there. I would appreciate it. And again, screenshot and share your screen on Instagram stories. Tag your girl, tag the podcast. Um, this grows, our community grows here and our family grows here by you guys spreading the word. So I would love it if you would just share a link this week and um, again, show Swan some love. Thank you again, Mike, for coming on. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Next week, most likely will be my Imagine Music festival review episode special edition (laughs) so i'm gonna try and get that up quickly i get back from atlanta on monday so i'm gonna try and record it and edit this podcast real fast but stay tuned for that i'm super excited to share with you guys my thoughts after the experience is done so thank you guys so much for listening and i will be back next wednesday with a new episode peace